0: Hello, and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: And I'm embarrassed about this episode. I'm David.
0: Yes, uh, this is episode five, A Provocation.
1: I I will point out at one point my notes just say gay in all lowercase, and then the next line is gay in uppercase, and then (laughs) so boobies. Oh god. There's a bit this of that a... there's
2: there's boobies. background hetero, but there's
1: a lot of boobies. Of
2: gay. Um compared to some anime, not that much, but for this show it's a lot.
0: Yeah. It is it is the Great Ultraman Off-Road Bikini Adventure.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the episode title is Provocation. Uh, Probably Uh could have made it fan service or bikini.
0: I mean, it's kind of provocative.
1: Yeah, I guess there's that.
2: Hmm.
0: All right. So this is, uh, we are going on a school field trip here. I guess just rafting?
1: Yeah, this seems awful dangerous for a school field trip. We usually just went to
0: museums.
1: yeah, I think we went to an amusement park one time.
2: Um, no, I think I just, it was just museums, did we ever... Um, I did go rafting once, but that was for... What the fuck was it for? Oh, that was before I went to Japan with the Rotary Club, I think? Or was it in oh, Japan? The Rotary Club. Well, yeah, I, I went to Japan years ago, so many years ago at this point, through the local Rotary Club because there was a sister city in Japan. Ah. Ooh, so we did a thingy thing, and it didn't cost me that much to go there, right? Did it? Yeah, it did cost me something, but it wasn't that bad. Fancy. So if you're young and you have a local Rotary Club, try and look that up. Although you may not have a sister city anywhere interesting.
0: Yeah, my my uh, my town's sister city is Harper's Ferry, West Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. On the other hand, Harper's Ferry, West Virginia's sister city is London on london ontario
0: <laughs> so uh yeah everybody is sort of getting ready to go on this uh on this trip utah uh thanks to his unfortunate amnesia uh, well sorry
2: but before that the very first shot the very first scene is oh boobs. right we're
0: uh we're hanging out with uh, akane and she is yeah. already wearing her uh, her bikini
1: she is not enthusiastic about this though she's like this is like Ooh. just for her like a whole day of pe class or something and yeah. she is much too nerdy for this so she's yeah i i i just like the whole panning up of her in her bikini while alexis is like wow how wonderful i'm like perv
2: you cut it's a out. very
0: slow pan
2: of yeah. Like, um, there are, unless I missed them, no shots of feet in this episode, but they replaced that something. with, like, slow pans of Akane from the boobs down or from the pelvis up. <laughs> also Lots a lot of, of
1: butt. A lot of butts. Yeah. Lot of a lot of boobs. lot of A couple of shots
2: of Rika, but it's mostly Akane. It's disconcerting like, um, it, it's, it's more disconcerting as I grow older and realize oh the protagonist and, and main characters of virtually every anime series is a high school child and that's where all the fan service comes from
0: Yeah.
1: see when I don't know I feel like when I was I guess the thing is in, in my early days of anime when I was actually a teenager the stuff I kind of feel like stuff is getting pervier, but I think it's more that there was always pervy stuff and now it's just more pervasive. Like, the pervy stuff just seemed more of, like, a fringe thing back in the 90s.
2: Yeah, well, unless it was a specific, like, dirty, etchy anime or something, or pantai, like, the perviness, like, just seemed like an aside or a joke. Like like in Dragon Ball, you might see... Bulma's boobs, but it's like a couple seconds, and there's a gag at the end. Yeah, but it, it's become more of a selling point in a yeah. lot of anime. <laughs>
1: yes,
2: as opposed to an incidental thing. Uh,
1: so, yes, welcome to the fan service episode of yeah. SSSS.
2: I do think maybe the show is trying to say something in the beginning of the episode other than hey look at these boobs. It's hey look at these boobs while this girl is laying on a pile of trash.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that does almost feel like it like an evangelian level of you are terrible for enjoying this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here it is anyway. Yeah. Thanks yeah. anime Michael Hanake. <laughs>
2: for <sighs> you
0: She's getting ready. Uh, Utah's getting ready, and thanks to amnesia, he doesn't know where he keeps his bathing suit.
1: Also, one last point: Alexis does point out that this wouldn't have happened if she had killed her teacher.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yes. Meanwhile, Utah can't find his swimsuit.
0: Yeah. And also, he, so he, yeah, he goes. He gets on the train to get to this uh, thing. I guess they everybody's just taking the train individually to get there instead of a bus or yeah, something. It, it's.
2: It is a weird setup because they have buses and trips and tours in Japan. I, it it does seem weird that they all have to provide their own transportation to get there. Kind of, it's it's odd. I, yeah, mean, I was thinking, I-
1: I want to say that I, when I was in high school, we did have the occasional, I mean, again, as has been mentioned, uh, I grew up in the D.C. suburbs, in high school at least, and I want to say we did have, we did have some optional, like, weekend field, field trips that you could take that were, like, not, I mean, they were optional, Uh but I want to say that we would like, I'll take the metro on our own and just meet up at like the Smithsonian at this particular time. I'm pretty sure when we had one that was at Mount Vernon that was like we all took our own vehicles cuz it was like senior year. Mm.
0: Anyway, so they they get there, we get some uh we get um, some well,
2: um go. Going back to a uh, pre-episode chattering, uh, we get iced coffee! Oh, (gasps) right. Uh, Utsumi buys some from a vending machine.
1: Yes, did I mention before UCC the official coffee of Nerve? I feel like that came up. Uh,
2: Yeah, it came up in our last uh, Prime episode, I guess. So
1: this is ICC yes. Coffee, which definitely is, like, playing off the UCC Coffee, like, logo.
0: <laughs> and uh, also, Utah's really enjoying being on this train, because he never remembers being on a train before. Yes, which, that's kind of cute.
1: Yes. Also, he's his t shirt in addition to his swim trunks which he had to find, which are like a dark grey with some red stripes, it was also very important apparently that he find his white t shirt with the letter CJ on them. <laughs> yes, that is cute. <laughs> Cause he's cliff jumper. Oh,
2: yeah, and uh Utsumi's bag has the little turbo stripe that's on his shoulder, you can see. Yes.
1: And we get to see his you know he's not wearing a shirt over his you know, shattered glass sideswipe t-shirt anymore. Yes, Just straight up yeah. t-shirt.
2: And so they ride the train. It's like, oh, look at the big river. You're not talking about the big kaiju in the background? Yeah, no. seems to them. Sort He's of, they fall asleep as they pass, the train passes into the fog.
0: Everybody's tired in this episode.
1: Well, that seems to yeah. be for a reason. Because you notice they always fall asleep while they're on the train and then they wake up and they're at their destination. Oh. Which and uh Akane does point out at the beginning that going on a field trip outside the city is gonna be a lot more work for her.
2: Well well it's it's so much emotional work. She she has to sure. present more <laughs>
1: I mean, she's definitely <laughs> presenting more, but in addition Together. to that,
2: uh, oh god, what was what was the joke I made when, when this episode first aired? Oh right, um, Optimus's big front windows are being used as fan service. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: uh. Anyway, uh, we're, we're arriving, and, and the boys meet uh, Rika and her friends.
1: Also, at this uh, facility they're at, there are some nice Ironhide vans sitting there.
2: Oh, oh, wait, wait, what? Oh, th- th- there's there's a rapid succession of little notes and things. Oh, that right. Happened.
0: And uh, Utah has, like, a, a dream where somebody's getting, like, shot with I-beams or impaled with a spear or something.
2: Kind of. Um, you want me to describe, actually, what happens? It's, it's not okay. that yes. much of a spoiler, because we can apply it. Um, it it's Gridman there. It, it's a one static shot, Gridman there, being stabbed through with, I think it's supposed to be a spear. Right. Being held by Alexis Carib. Mm. Aha. Yep. And, and then we see uh, another shot of, like, in the first episode, we saw the little points in the sky just split up. Right. Spoilers.
0: Yeah. <gasps> I, I know nothing.
2: Uh, time for some more Ramune. Mm-hmm.
0: And anyway, it's, uh. Um,
2: oh yeah, and, and, I have a few more notes here. Okay. <laughs> when Rika's talking to, uh, Starscream and Soundwave, is Soundwave mentions fasting to lose weight, and she mentions Ramadan. Mm hmm. Which, incidental, innocuous thing, but I think it's the first time I've ever heard that mentioned in anime? Wow. Or pretty much most media? Oh. Like <laughs> the mention of the holiday at all? Like like the the or in oh, geez, I don't know if I've heard um anything about Islam ever mentioned in most anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's just an odd little aside.
1: Being very culturally aware. I mean
0: I know they're all about like weird Christian iconography. Oh,
1: yes.
2: Well, yeah, yes, but but like the well, you know and all that bullshit. It's like, hey, we like this ridiculous symbolism that We're not really stealing from Christianity. We're actually stealing from old episodes of Ultraman where they would hang (laughs) Ultraman up on a cross. Because it looked cool. Yes.
1: Uh, If white people did the stuff Japan does, oh my god.
2: Japan does its own flavor of horrible things
1: aggressive cultural appropriation. I mean, at least, on the other hand, Japan has not themselves gone in and, like, you know, suppressed most of these religions that they're then picking up pieces of for, no, for reasons, they're... so. Well,
2: it, it's harder to have those things in Japan You're a much smaller, marginalized group, and yeah. cultural appropriation is actually a much bigger problem in Japan, in that blackface still fucking happens there, more often than it does in america <laughs> by like politicians at drunken parties shit happens on tv so i mean it's I, we've not
1: all, great, all seen but mr poker i mean yeah Such oh my god that. i mean it's not great but on the other hand japan themselves do not have like a long history of aggressive african slavery so it's not great no. that they do that but there's not the same history behind it i'm not saying it's okay i'm yeah. just saying that i don't know maybe it's not as expected for them to know better
2: no it, it's not as expected to, for them to know better because it's a more homogenous uh, society and culture and yes mo- half of the bullshit they have is borrowed from america or britain that we directly well, imported over there
1: yeah but we Just did beat them at a war
0: you got you got to blame commodore perry for that one
1: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it, it goes back to that anyway that, that wasn't an, uh, tangent. Yeah, so we're um, uh,
0: we're we're at this uh, we're at where everybody's getting changed. Uh, we got some uh, homoerotic horseplay going on.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes lots on of uh, both sides. Uh, yes, sunscreen being slathered on people. Also, this is where we uh, we discover that UtsuMe is pudgy, <laughs> and everybody finds this delightful.
0: Oh, they're they're well, giving them the the, like, a... the stomach pinch thing, and it's. Uh, <laughs>
2: Well, like, He's oh, pudgy so for a soft. teenage boy in high school. The, the, the a skin, fat, skinny teenage boy. Fat shaming oh, this guy. Oh. Yeah, uh, to, to be that that body shape again—that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, yeah, this is tea. the kind
0: of thing that makes teenage boys wear T-shirts in the pool.
1: Yeah. Yes!
2: My entire teenagehood. Uh, anyway, but when, uh, when Yuta picks
1: on him for it, then Utsume aggressively sunscreens Yuta. And, and then, yeah. yes, we have Akane asking Rika to, to do her back. That's where the gay got capitalized. That's where it was all caps gay.
2: No, the gay got capitalized in the next line when well, Akane well, says, get the front! <laughs> Which is a joke, <laughs> I think.
0: And oh, don't forget, she's no. also saying how nice her skin is.
1: Yes, yes Rika's talking about skin. how nice Akane's skin is, and Akane's like, it's because I never go outside, and I'm like, same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so, so, so Akane's either um being playful about that joke, or trying to diffuse a gay comment. Or, or trying she's to like, take I'm...
1: advantage of a gay comment and then playing it off when it doesn't go over well.
0: Yeah, if if asked, it was yeah. a joke, but uh, maybe she's into it. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think she is.
1: I don't think Rika is.
0: And anyway, then it's time. You know, we're we're still doing some uh, some horsing around once we get in the water. Uh, we get some, mm-hmm. and well, all this is going on. The, uh, the teacher is trying to uh, tell them something. And so when he asks everybody, hey, did everyone hear all that? Uh, Utah yells back, no, we didn't.
2: <laughs> that's, that's like the best joke in the show, possibly. Um, no, maybe third best joke, but it's definitely the best joke of this episode. It's like, no, we didn't hear shit. <laughs> we were being silly. Yeah.
1: We were being Any- teenagers with insufficient clothing.
0: And anyway, it's time for some rafting, and we are not animating this rafting.
1: No. Uh, yes, well, um, there's,
2: it's it stills, okay, there's only so much you can animate in an episode, because it would take a lot of time to make all the water look really awesome and splashy, so they just have stills. It's a standard anime thing, because, like, why would you waste all your animation budget on making, like, awesome-looking water when the highlight of the episode is going to be the giant fight at the end with a monster? Yeah, also I'm thinking boobies.
0: maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe some of that animation budget was going elsewhere, and it's not yeah. to the giant monster fight.
2: <laughs> but but most of those shots of the boobies are also just pans around a still image. Ah, uh, but not, not the uh, not, not the cell phone removal.
1: Well, yeah,
2: oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, while the, the, there's rafting, everybody's playing, getting splashed and Akane falls in the water and she's pissed about it. But she's acting like she's not pissed at least adorable. She's okay. Um, Octopunch pushes um, Straxus in the water, I think. Or somebody... <clears> oh. <throat>
1: Octopunch
2: is having fun. Oh, and in the background of many shots when they're playing around in the river, there's a character... With longish brown hair, whose character design is Ako from Little Witch Academia. Yes, she's got that man. very like, distinctive arm, uh,
1: bangs part.
2: Yeah, and, and this, no, I don't think she has the the one ponytail on the side in this, which she does in Little Witch Academia.
1: But yeah, she has a, a cute little frilly swimsuit.
2: But yeah, she, I think she's in the background of some other episodes, but she's. She's most noticeable in this episode because fan service. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know,
0: you uh, at some point in here, Utah and uh, and Akane go and have a little a little heart to heart, and uh, Akane is real down about how tough her life is with trying to murder people with monsters and everything. It's a real drag. All
1: the stuff she's got to do and the way she says it. I mean, she. I think she's definitely trying to like. Get a rise out of him with like, you know, basically she's she's trying to get him to to give away the whole Gridman thing because she's well yeah doing that very sort of heroic like things that that no one else but but me can do right. You know how that is,
2: and then she just comes out and say says it by being like subtle teenage thing hormones. Um, you're transforming right. And the the word she actually uses in Japanese is henshin, which is superheroes transforming.
1: Yes, and I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that is how it tends to be used specifically in... I mean, of course, with Transformers, they're going to say, transform? Yes. But when they do say it in Japanese, that's the specific uh, Japanese word that's used.
0: I will admit here my initial thought was, wait, is that an erection joke?
1: Well, I, I, I think
2: it it could have been. It, it, it's like a, you're growing up, your puberty and that kind of shit is the the subtext you could read from that. But because she's saying ancient, and the Crunchyroll subtitles actually said transforming, yes, like it, it's a confluence of of tokusatsu and transformers and teenagehood. It, it's it's like a thesis statement for the show.
1: Yes. It's a quadruple entendre. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it uh, the uh, the big hand is uh, is on the monster, so it is monster time. <laughs>
2: it's uh, be- monster because of, of Jen. No real person keeps their their cell phone in their bikini top like that, do they?
1: I mean, A, it obviously wasn't in there previously, because there no. would have been a significant cell phone-shaped bulge. Yeah,
0: this thing isn't loose.
1: I mean, Ooh. people do... Like, there would need to be more shirt than that, even if it's just, like, a tank top. Like, if you have a tank top it's on, yeah, sometimes the bra gets used as a wallet. Uh But, yeah, but generally, it's just not like that small a bikini. Is- no, and she also, pulled that out of subspace.
0: Didn't she fall into the water? She goes. She got to put that thing in some dry rice.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> Maybe she's
2: got rice in there too. She's got a lunch in there. <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, she pulled that out of subspace. That was not previously in in her bikini top.
0: Yeah, and of course, this is lovingly animated.
1: I, I did at uh, one point go yes. around with a baby rabbit in my my bra for a day though, because I was taking care of a baby rabbit and I thought it would want to be near my heartbeat and everything to to feel better. <laughs> I'm weird. Anyway, so y- <laughs> it yeah, peed she- on me. Oh ew in the
2: bra. No. Um. So <laughs> anyway, she of- has
0: decided that yeah she she calls up her. Uh, her her demon pal, and uh, you know it is time to uh, to make her monster into reality, and make uh, this her time monster grow. Yes, and this time she's decided. Well, you know, why don't I try a really big monster? And yeah. specifically, it is a it is a monster that is actually a mountain. So that's a real yeah, it's real Sprag, the living hill.
1: Oh, and she mentions sh- it, she talks about it in a way that's that very sort of meta, like, scaling up is cheap, but...
2: But so is gridbait. Yes. Damn it, you got the Sprag reference. Okay, so I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm left with Krakoa, the mountain that walks like a kaiju. Yes.
0: Also, this thing is very Muppety looking.
1: Oh, oh It um, is, yeah. Oh, what the hell? Let's go back to the notes. It it's is- a bit, like, alligator snapper, snapping turtle looking.
0: Yeah. Bit of that, and also, it just looks like it should be turning up on Fraggle
2: Rock. Kind of, yeah. The, the, <laughs> it, yeah, it is kind of uppity, but uh, the huge mouth and stuff is like sort of like um, Scylla from, how oh, was it, Diner Ortega? One, one of the 90s Ultraman movies. But it, it's like um, the volcano-y spitting things is like is uh, Volcanodon, I think, from Gridman. There's some monster from Gridman. I think it was Volcanodon. But, um, you, you will notice that this, well, you probably didn't no- notice that, um, this monster is very different from every other monster in the series b- because it's bigger, but also because it's, um, it's not animated. Right. It exists like every other monster has a 3D model and is sometimes like hand-drawn, I guess, or hand-drawn over the 3D model, but this one exists only as still background images that are slid on the animation frame. It never moves yeah. other than, like the, like its fingers don't move, but it like chunks of it slide around as if it's the landscape because it is.
1: I mean, yeah, that's good for a sense of scale to make it Huge. the background and not just a foreground Part of the animation, yeah.
0: So and it is, and so obviously this presents an immediate problem because they are not anywhere near the uh, junk, the computer that with which they communicate with Gridman, and they also don't have their phones, so they can't call. Them.
1: Because unlike unlike Akane, they actually left their phones back at the <laughs> building, like you're supposed to.
0: Yeah, I think, obviously, all things being fair, somebody should have, like, pulled a cell phone lovingly out of their Speedo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, they're wearing big, bulky trousers, but yeah, they don't, they don't have it, I guess. They hey, were sensible. some they didn't shorts wanted... like
1: that have pants. Yeah. Yeah, these are board or shorts. they have pockets. They, they would have pockets. but they have. Yeah, they probably didn't want their phones getting soaked. Oh, I
2: didn't even say the name of the monster. It's, um, Go Yavik. Do does that
0: pronounce. mean anything?
2: No, well, AVEC it is, means go YAVEC. It, well, it's, it's written out G O apostrophe Y A V E C, and AVEC is uh, I guess they're a music company, AVEC mode that puts out or used to put out music.
1: Huh. Okay.
2: I don't know if that has anything to do with the monster's name. I just noticed it's got AVEC, but in Japanese, it's go Yabeku or some whatever. But uh it's the monster of many difficulties. Oh, because it causes many difficulties in this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I
1: mean, yeah, but I would think you could say that of like literally all of them. Pretty much, yeah.
0: So most of the students get evacuated into the Iron Hides.
1: Yes, the Iron Hides. Yay! They have they have <laughs> the yellow stripe on the side and everything.
0: Oh, yeah. Every time thing. I look into a monitor, prime my circuit
2: sizzle. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so, so, cute. so, yeah, so, um, the, the kids have to find a phone.
0: Well, initially, it looks like it's just Utah and, uh, his buddy. And uh, they're like, Rika, you stay behind because, you know, even though we're all kind of on the same team and we only really need the one guy, uh, you stay behind because you're the girl.
1: <laughs> Aww. Kind yeah. of But
0: she tags along anyway.
1: Yeah. Which is a good is thing good because they
0: they get to a phone, and apparently Japan still has payphones. Mm, yeah, and they've got change, but nobody knows the phone number.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it definitely morons. seems like a it definitely seems like a payphone that just is there for emergencies, so that no one's removed. Although yet. you would
0: think if it was, you wouldn't need money for it.
1: That's fair. Well, it's in a rural
2: area, although I guess in. Japan is so much smaller that a rural area isn't that far from civilization, mm. but you still need a phone in the rural yeah, area. Yeah, it's just
1: one sleepy train ride.
0: So anyway, they they call up um, the uh, the uh, junk shop where the uh, where the Neon Genesis Evangelion junior high students are hanging out, and, and his mom has- is all well,
2: don't. Yeah, they're being hassled by Rika's mobs. Like, don't you guys have jobs? Like, we work, but we don't work. That is the question.
0: Do they have
2: jobs? (laughs) No. No, they're junior high students. Well, they have money somehow. It is a good question how they got money.
1: Their money just seems, like, scavenged. Um,
2: well, I don't know. When we see, when they all pull their money because... They need... Max says, oh, we need junk. Uh, we would like to purchase your junk. And then Rika's mom gives them the price, which is... Um, yeah, that's Is like, that a lot of money? Yes. 37,429 yen, which equals to $335.68 as of today.
0: Okay. I mean, that's... So that...
2: that's kind
1: of a lot for that I... piece of junk, but... I would maybe give you $50 for that computer.
2: (laughs) Well, it's bigger than, like, just the computer itself. There's actually, like, four monitors or something, and lots of other boards that it's connected together. Yeah, you're getting all sorts of
0: stuff with that.
2: It's not just the the one keyboard and monitor with some buttons on it. It's this whole mess that's glued together. Well,
1: tied together
2: with cables. You're buying it by the pound.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically.
2: So, when they pull their money together, each of them has money in their hands, and if I'm reading their hands right, Max has a giant stack of wad of bills. Uh, Vit has, like, a couple $10 bills, well, the equivalent of $10,000 yen bills, and some pennies. Well, um, I guess yens, whatever the fuck. Um, Bor has, like, a dollar, or a hundred yen in change, and... I think I'm not. I think if I'm remembering the coins correctly, Caliber has five cents. <laughs> he
1: just has oh, one baby. coin because
2: he's the trust baby. So who the fuck knows where they get this money? Where the fuck did they get the clothes <laughs> they're wearing? It's never explained because it's funnier if you don't. <laughs> anyway, so they pay for it and then, and then they head off on the train. And, oh, surprise, they fall asleep on the train. How odd.
1: Uh, it's almost like there's something weird going on.
0: See, I just, this didn't even register for me because I always fall asleep on the train.
2: Well, admittedly, yeah, you can fall asleep on the train because it's a standard thing to fall asleep on the train. But it, it's notable that we see, we only see six characters on the train and they all fall asleep on the train. Huh. Yes.
1: Very asleep. I think it's Caliber who says he slept really well. One of them says they slept really well. Yeah,
2: well, Caliber was sleeping when they were still at the junk shop.
1: That's true. He's kind of a sleepy guy. But yeah,
2: when they get there, uh, um, I think I think it's Caliber that says, "Wake up." and everybody else wakes up or something. And, and then they get off the train, and then they're waiting, like, at the station. And the, the expression on Boar's face as he's lugging around an entire dolly of junk is just so adorable. It's his big pout. Yes.
1: Especially because
2: <laughs> Vin isn't carrying shit.
1: Everybody else is
2: pulling their <laughs> he's weight. He's
1: too pretty. He's so pretty, he can't, like, get his suit dusty or anything.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Anyway, meanwhile, uh, Akane is just kind of wandering around in the wilderness as well. I guess hoping to get a front row seat to some, uh, kaiju carnage.
2: Yeah, she's mm-hmm. kind of enjoying it as usual.
0: And, uh, hey, good news her little, her, her, her little pal Auntie shows up.
1: <gasps> it's time for my son! Out of
0: nowhere. He just, does he just follow her?
1: Yeah. Basically. He doesn't have anything else to do.
2: He waits out in front of her house, he scavenges for trash. I mean,
1: where she's. Where she's going. Wait, does, he,
2: does he live anywhere?
1: No, no he's, he's homeless. He's clearly like a hobo. <laughs> oh, speaking of
2: hobos, we, we did um when the junior high kids were running to get on the train at the vending machine where um, Utsumi had been earlier getting coffee. Th- there's a person hunched down getting presumably coins off of the ground underneath the vending machine. And they're dressed in green with a hoodie. Hmm.
0: Oh, this
1: is important. Yes. Oh, someone may be kind of small, yeah. except oh, when she doesn't want to be small.
0: Ah, I did not notice this.
1: Spoilers
2: for next episode. It's gonna be fun. Ah. Anyway. Uh, we're anyway, so I guess she, you know she's also you know she's
0: been run around for a while. She is wearing very inappropriate clothing to be. Uh, you know, having love explosions go off around her.
2: Yeah, is she even wearing shoes.
0: I don't think it. No, she's not wearing shoes. Although, thankfully, the show doesn't really let us know that because yeah. we're not doing the foot stuff this week. I
2: know, thank God. <laughs> this may be the only episode that doesn't have shots of any feet. And and spoilers, Boar doesn't kick anybody in the shin. I, I guess <gasps> whoever was in charge of feet was like asleep this
1: week. <laughs> no, they instead, were on
0: uh, He's just all, hey, ride me. <laughs>
1: Yes, get on my back. And I'll she's just, like, okay.
0: I'll just hop around like a kangaroo man.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's tough. He's got powers.
0: So anyway, that's happening. Um, we finally,
1: uh. My angry son.
0: <laughs> so we, we, we finally, uh, well, I guess first, um, Utah is going to head off alone to find uh, these guys and leave uh Rika and his buddy. And Rika is getting like visibly tired as well, for some reason. Yeah,
1: she is well, really kind of, out of shape, I guess. down. I guess.
0: I guess yeah, well, the, the one guy's uh, chunky. She'd be getting the side stitch.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, probably. But... Done,
2: but his, I guess, his legs are in better shape. Like Rika's thighs are not all muscle. They're just
1: <laughs> big... All that thick is not is not pure muscle.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, but he ends up, like, tripping or something and falling into a ravine?
2: Yeah, how <laughs> it, uh... yeah.
0: Which doesn't go anywhere, because we see soon enough that he does indeed find the junior high students.
2: Yeah, he just yeah. loses his life jacket, which is, I, yeah. I guess that's like a, a fake out, kind of. Yeah.
0: It, it seemed a little like, oh, well, this episode's run a little short, we need a little something to pad it out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So he he finds the junior high students. Uh, he he does the Grid Man thing, and uh, this time it is Boar who is going to help him out, and uh, he turns into like a like a drill tank.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and also helps uh, put out uh, the fire with like fire extinguisher missiles.
1: Yeah, that's a convenient kind of missile to just suddenly have. I guess um, maybe Boar just, like, creates whatever kind of missiles are necessary for the situation.
2: Possibly, yes. Oh, wait, let me check the notes. Because otherwise,
1: Um, why would he even have those?
2: Yeah, well, um, Boar is named after the twin drill tank from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. What They called the twin driller there. And um, the attack missiles that he uses... Are named after um, a character from *Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad*, um, Sydney Forester. And mm-hmm. Boar uses forest extinguishing missiles to put out the fires and then in the forest. Sydney, Sydney, <laughs> sticky missiles or something like that. Like
1: adhesive, yeah.
0: Yeah, Is that the? Those the girl who kind of look like Blossom? Yes. Right, or at least had that hat.
2: Yeah, she had some weird kind of hat. Oh, and, and there's really metal music playing during the fight stuff. Yes. Like, heavier than usual. Yeah. And
0: also, Antti decides that he's going to get in on this, too. So he just leaves uh, So he just leaves uh, Akane behind with his scarf, which apparently stinks. Because I guess he's a hobo. Yes,
2: because <laughs> well, he's a small, filthy yeah. child who never washes.
0: And, and probably she never changes his clothes. That. He just lives in those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Poor Auntie. My poor angry son. (laughs) He needs a bath.
0: So, so there's a big fight. Um, Auntie is involved as well. Uh, nothing much is hurting this giant mountain monster because it is gigantic.
2: Yeah, um, Auntie, like, shoots like shark tooth missiles because his belly opens up like a shark. That was weird. Cool, but weird. (laughs)
1: Yes, I think it's Utsume who points out that that seems to be a copy of Boar's well, like missiles. It, because, yeah. again, Auntie can copy other people's attacks. Mm, you're like
0: a super adaptoid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, pretty much. Like that. Oh, um the,
2: the phone scene when Rika's making the phone call is visually a reference to when it happens. I think it's the first or second episode of Evangelion when Shinji oh, okay. does that. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the exact same angles. Huh.
0: Anyway, so Gridman fires pretty much everything he's got at uh this mountain monster and it just blows apart.
1: Yeah, boars drills come down and they don't actually drill, they open up into these. <laughs> I was like, hoping for some drilling. Fancy guns. Nope. <laughs> have no. I I I have spoken before of my feelings about drill tanks. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I think that's the entire gag in this, is that Boar's drills aren't really used as drills. I, I forget if they're actually used in any later episodes, but in this one, no, they're they're not really drills. They just sort of open up and shoot lasers, and Boar is so proud of her drills. His drills... Ah, damn it, I keep... I fucked up. His drills yeah, and, that he never and,
1: uses. And Vitter says later... Actually just says the drills are just for show. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. While Boar's talking about how great these drills are, how he didn't even get to use them. And. But they're so great.
0: And anyway, Anti gets crushed by like a giant falling foot, like he's in the opening sequence of uh, Monty yes. Python. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And with the then limited animation, it kind of I'm does pretty. have that
0: Terry Gilliam look to it.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: And Akane's all, well, that just happened. And yep. then there's a rainbow.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Fires out. Uh, presumably, nobody was killed by lava bombs.
1: It was a nice idea. Presumably. Yeah.
0: And uh, it's just—it's uh, time to go home and into some sensible clothing.
1: Yay! Yeah. Because, also, um... when when uh, Utah is running up to the 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 crew uh, at the train where the train station or the rec center—I'm not sure—but uh, but Boris like put some clothes on.
0: <laughs> and also Rika is making, her friends are making fun of her for hanging out with boys in a bikini.
2: Yes. Yeah. They're teasing the crap out of her.
1: Oh, they're so good. She's got the best friends. Yeah.
0: And then uh, yeah, Utah is uh, having a, having a rest because it has been a rough, uh rough day. And then the, is this the, the landscape reassembling itself? Or what's what what's going on here?
1: Or disassembling itself because it's what is, no longer needed. What, what is going? What do you think is
2: going on here, Rob?
0: Well, I think this is like uh, like the bits of the monster that were made of like the mountain are reassembling back into the mountain, so things can be back to normal, and everybody will have forgotten about this monster attack the next day because things reset themselves
2: could be could be that, that that might be what's going on
0: i don't get why we're focusing on this scarf though is that
1: important well it's anti-scarf
2: because uh, it, it's anti-scarf and it's just just there is something to move and not just a bit of the landscape that's sliding around spice it up a little but it, it is really so, weird I mean, that's what, so
0: that's what i think is happening is that actually what's happening we'll find out won't we i see <laughs>
2: Well, because, like, th- this, like, watching this the first time, it's like, what the fuck? It's a very much a weird ending compared to the others. Like, even, like, when it reset after the first episode in schools, back to normal, it's like, wait, what? But this is, with the fog and the rocks, it's very strange. It's, 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 it's and also... made me, made me think of Big O, which one of the writers from that is the head writer on this, so that makes sense.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: It's also a little David Lynch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially that being, like, the end of the episode.
0: Yes. And especially some of the effects work on Twin Peaks The Return, and I'm not sure how that lines up with the production schedule for this.
2: Um. (laughs) It would have
0: been about a year before it came out.
2: Yeah, Twin Peaks was, I think it was already... Done before this actually came out, but like they wouldn't have known, I would guess.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not sure how long it takes to make anime.
2: Um that is a very good question. A million years. <laughs> I would guess like a year maybe from like pre production and stuff, but I don't know the exact okay, details Okay, well that that would
0: probably work because this came out like last November. Yeah. And yeah. Twin Peaks was running in the summer of the previous year. So oh. that maybe fits in there.
2: Maybe. Mm -hmm.
0: So, anyway, that's what I think is going on. Uh, Am I wrong? Don't tell me. Eh. uh, I probably am.
2: Spoilers. I forget if we get an exact, exact answer, but we do get a tangential answer as to why.
0: (laughs) Well, that sounds like David Lynch as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. (laughs)
0: I think, uh, I think my favorite David Lynch quote is when he says, uh, he's doing interviews, he says that, you know, I think Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. And the interviewer says, oh, can you elaborate on that? And David no. Lynch says, no.
2: Yeah, cause, <laughs> cause the weird creepy baby, You can't explain the weird creepy Aww, baby, which is man. just a surprisingly good little He won't even explain
0: how he made that baby.
2: A couple slabs of chicken <laughs> stuck together.
0: No, literally, like, he's been asked in interviews, he says, oh, well, you know, it's, uh, uh, it was a real, uh, Real, uh, real, uh, a real pickle putting that thing together. I'd, uh, I'd rather not say.
2: Well, yeah, because because it, it, either the <laughs> antler is so fucking simple, or he's just pr- purely trying to preserve the mystery because it looks fucking weird and black and white and uh, disturbingly realistic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: I appreciate that. It
0: is upsetting.
2: Did anything really surprise you in this episode, Rob?
0: Uh, well, I mean, the, the weird ending was confusing uh-huh. and I mean, not a ton surprised me. It's, it's just kind of like your standard, you know, Akane made a monster. I got to fight this monster, yeah. but with the extra complication of them being out of town. So they have to do stuff Yeah, to, you know, make up for that.
2: Well, you, you just don't also watch that much anime. So there's probably more boobs than you used to in a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, that which, was also
0: uh, a surprise. This teenager is... boobs, which is... Uh, yes. Strange. Akane's very young. We try not to sexualize her.
2: Yeah, I'm... Um, actually, I forget what they're...
1: Well, they they have no interest in not sexualizing you know, forget, her.
2: Yeah. Are they freshmen or whatever? I can't even remember. Presumably. That's what they usually are, the freshman year of Japanese high school, which is a three-year school, so it's sophomore, whatever the fuck
0: okay and uh, anyway i i also like to uh, mention uh, we just heard about this uh, yesterday the uh, the death of uh, larry detilio oh yeah. uh one of the uh, one of the two produ- one of the two showrunners of uh, beast wars along with bob forward and uh, as our long time listeners know uh, we started out doing beast wars yeah. and i think without uh, larry detilio's contributions to uh, beast wars and uh, the larger transformers mythos uh, i don't think we'd be doing this podcast and i think a lot fewer people would be interested in transformers period
1: yeah i mean this we're doing this podcast about this random anime because they you know the creators of sss Gridman care about transformers and you gotta wonder if that would be the case without the, the resurrection of the series that came about mm. with Beast Wars. Uh, yeah, I mean, I met him at BotCon a few times and he was a lot of fun to talk to. He was definitely one of the highlights of the whole, like, after hours bar scene. Uh, so it's, I was very sad to hear about it and he, you know, he, contributed just an amazing amount to just my entire generation's culture.
0: I mean, he and, – and not only Beast Wars, he had like a long, varied career, worked on a ton of stuff, Babylon 5, uh, He-Man, She-Ra, um, she- yeah. the real Ghostbusters. He had a character named after him on the real Ghostbusters.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Just a long body work, you know. I think a- – Everybody who knew him had kind things to say about him. And, uh, yeah, so. Huh. So, thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you again in a month's time when we uh, look at episode six. Uh, what is that one called?
2: Um, contact, contact, yeah.
0: So it is going to be a uh, strange episode that I assume is going to be about Jodie Foster meeting her dad, but it's not really her dad. It's an alien. Yeah,
1: and the alien is is going to be uh, Alexis Kerr.
0: <laughs> and also I think and, – and then, and then Jake Busey blows up a space station or something. It's been a while since I saw that movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be – The movie Contact, except it's going to be about the characters from (laughs) Gridman.
0: So until next time, I'm
2: Rob.
1: I'm Jen. Uh, I'm David.
2: David.